Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Little bonus pod on the weekend here. I've got Johnny with me again. Johnny, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Week, what was it, week 50 now in our city lockdown? <laughs> He's growing by 50 every week, but that's how it feels. Um, but look, talking about rugby league with a mate, how can I get any better while you're locked into your house? So let's get into it, mate. This was a this is a pretty sad one. Uh, we lost a had to farewell another legend of the game this week, not to retirement uh, and due to health issues, which is good. Uh, but a new chapter of his career, it's Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Um, you know, a lot of people around our age, you know, we're uh, late twenties right now, and. He's been a player of note in it that, you know, since we started watching the league and really understanding it, you know, um, came into the Roosters, um, you know, debuted uh, around uh, 2012. Um, so played the four seasons at the Roosters. Then he had um, the, the the late season, six seasons with the Warriors. Um, I guess before we get into it, um, there's a couple of things I want to hit in this pod. Norm. What's your initial thoughts of RTS, you know, was he one of your favorite players, or was he just someone that you kind of admired from the from the sidelines? Oh, I don't think anyone could not like, not love Roger. <laughs> um, you know, the way he played, he was always you know so tough. You know, taking those carries and you know that step. You can't mention you know RTS without that step. Um, and you know what what he's done for the Warriors, and you know just throughout COVID last year, captain in the side is yeah. Can't, can't say much more. Yeah, you look at his career. We'll kind of go step by step here. So you look at his career, 195 games. Doesn't seem like you probably thought he had more than that. He did have uh, the knee injury, the ACL in 2016, that did cut his season short. Um, when he was on the field from 2013, 2019, that six-year stretch, he played nearly every game minus that season. So he was just a workhorse. Didn't score that many tries, only the 58 tries in his career, which might be surprising. Some some people do think Roger Tulvasashek you know, that blazing step and all that sweep out the back and kind of crashing over. But like you said, I think his game was a lot more built on the workhorse aspect, you know, you know, always hitting that 200 plus meters, you know, hitting that 300 plus meters, you know, those tough, you know, two carries in a set to get him out of danger. That, that's Roger Tulvasacek to me. I, I don't, he was never the gifted ball player like some of these fullbacks are in today's league. Um, you know, never developed a kicking game. You know, a lot of people might say, you know, when you look at his overall, you know, he was very one-dimensional in how he did, but that one dimension that he had, there wasn't many that was better than him running the ball than Roger. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, the fact that he, like you said, you know, having those tough carries, um, he was always hovering around the ball and just, you know, you, you can tell that he's just made such, um, almost like, you know, when Benji came through and saying, you know, that, that step, that shimmy, whatever it is, um, it's it's just yeah highlights reel after highlights reel of it. I can I can watch it all day. Hundred percent. And look for for New Zealand, he did step up his game. There's no doubt about that. He played 20 games for the for the Kiwis. He did score 14 tries, so he bumped up his try scoring rate by nearly double. You know, New Zealand, who always you know gets beat by uh, in Australia. You know, he had a winning percentage. He was 60 percent, 12 uh, 12 wins, eight losses wow. for the Kiwis. So he actually you know was a he did seem like a player when there was a big game to be had. He was one of the guys that did love to stand up and didn't shy away from the occasion. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's just devastating to think that, you know, we, we've actually seen the last of him and he, the last game we've seen was, was a concussion. You know, he, he was supposed to, you know, before this, this um, I guess, this wave in Sydney, you know, we were supposed to get a farewell match over there in New Zealand. It was, yeah, he, it was just uh, such a uh, it's travesty that we needed to farewell him on the right note here. Yeah, I think what he's done the last two years, especially and what the, uh, the Warriors have done as a team, um, has really elevated uh, his stature in the game. I think there are a lot of people that did, like you said, saw the step and loved seeing Roger play. But I think, you know, as a captain and as a leader, I think, you know, his place in yeah. the game has definitely been elevated. And I think I don't think you can speak enough about that. I think that's a pretty big aspect to the Roger story, especially these last two seasons. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, before COVID hit, um, you know, he had won the Dally M as well. So, um, yeah, that adds to his uh, personal tally. Mm. The second bit of this part, pod, Norm, I wanted to kind of go through the period. I've been kind of uh, dancing around it, but I'll kind of talk through it now because I think this is a good starting point and obviously we'll have a future pod about Roger. But So the period is about um, Bill Simmons uh, in America, one of the sports writers there, has a, you know, he the, the Hall of Fame in the NBA has gotten really watered down and he's not happy about it. So he, he kind of made his own Hall of Fame and he turned it into a pyramid, a, five, a five-tier um, you know, your walk-in level, you know, you just made the Hall of Fame and you kind of go up as you kind of go. And it's, you know, it's individual success, it's team success, it's all kind of wrapped into one. And, you know, for the NRL, we don't really have that. You know, we talk about 98 onwards in the NRL era. I wanted to kind of, you know, make a snapshot of the pyramid of what this era of the NRL looks like and who's on it. Roger's on there. He's on there surprisingly high. Um, so before we go into his individual case here and where I've got him in the pyramid, you know, it's still going to be moving around in the offseason. We're going to finalise and lock it in. But he's part of the biggest what-ifs in recent NRL history to me. Because Nom, a guy by the name of James Tedesco does not go to the to the Roosters if Roger doesn't leave for the Warriors. I truly believe that. He was obviously started on the wing at the Warriors, at uh, the Roosters, and he turned into that fullback that we saw at the Warriors. If he signs a long-term deal at the Roosters, we don't see James Tedesco in a Roosters jersey. It's a pretty big what if, especially for the last twenty five years of the league. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, he he won a premiership very early with the Roosters on the wing when Mini was still there, and then he had a few seasons, and off he went to Warriors. And I mean, you know what the Warriors say about being, um, you know, career killers. <laughs> and look, you know, the career killer tag for the Warriors. You know, there are definitely some examples, but I think Roger did debunk that, and with his play and how he did carry that team. Let's go into his, into his um, pyramid case here. So there, there's five levels. I've got him as the last man in tier two. So he's currently number 27 overall for me. And the, I'll just give you his his resume here. So 189 NRL games, 20 New Zealand games, one Dallium, one Golden Boot, one Premiership, two-time fullback of the year, one-time winger of the year. It's a pretty... The, the number of people who have a Dallium, a Golden Boot, a Premiership, and multiple player of the uh, position of the year awards is very slim. I kind of thought of Roger, you know, that 189 games, you can kind of look at like the guys around him in this, in this league, but what he did in the short period of time, to me, it's a no-brainer to have him in level two. Um, and as I kind of go through this and, you know, we start talking about like team impact and stuff. He's me right. He's he's not going to go lower than twenty seven. Just hearing that right now. So obviously, I'm giving you since 1998 to now, 
Does it? How does it sound to you off the top of your head, Roger Tuasha being the 27th greatest player in that time span? Is it too, like off the top of your head, is it too high? Or as you kind of see the resume, you could like, okay, I can't, it's starting to make a little bit of sense now. Yeah, look, no doubt he's got a very impressive personal resume. You know, I mentioned Dalian and, you know, he's got Golden Boon in premierships. Um, but I think, you know, what else he he does have is the consistency as well. It's mm. He's not just, you know, like a Jared Hang where, you know, amazing season and then he drops off. Um, he, he seems to, you know, do all this great stuff day in, day out. You know, you know what you're going to expect from him when he gets on the field. He's going to do those two tough carries. He's going to get 200 plus meters every single game. Um, I think that is a testament to you know, how consistent he is because you know you don't bat an eye, eyebrow when he does those sort of things anymore. Yeah, and as we're going through, you know, there's so many players. Um, right now, there's 96 players in this pyramid that I've got right now. Um, and some of the names that he's around, like I'll kind of like, I'll kind of just run through some of the names around him. You know, again, this is subject to change, but kind of a couple above, a couple below, a couple below. So we've got Gordon Tallis, James Tedesco, Roger Tuvasacek, Brett Kamali, Hazem Masri, Ryan Hoffman, Ben Kennedy. Like he's in that he's in that um, in that level of player, and again, if he stays at the Roosters for the rest of his career, and all the James Tedesco accolades go to Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, all of a sudden now we're talking potentially top fifteen of all time, top ten. Um, you know, if he stays on and completes the last, you know, he's twenty eight right now. So let's give him another, you know, five years. If he bumps that NRL games up to two sixty, the New Zealand games up to thirty five, and he wins. You know, let's say one more fullback of the year, and you know, gets another top two in the Dally M. All of a sudden, it's top twenty k. So it's it's one of these players that you know, he, he's given us. You know, like you said, it's a it's a short period of time, but it's a very consistent and a very, you know, you got to think in that in that time he did tear his ACL, and a player with the explosiveness of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. A lot of people did see you know, me included were like, oh, okay, this is a new stage of Roger's career. He can't do what he did at the start. No, he he ran the ball harder, ran the ball faster. You know, he did. He had a very good back end of his career after that ACL injury. Yeah, that's right. Um, and look, he you know he did have the the step, and he wasn't quite the fastest. But I think something that you know probably doesn't get uh, mentioned enough when we talk about Roger is his ability, his uncanny ability to save tries. Yeah. Um. So you know, for every video out there, for you know his step and stuff, I think we could easily make a highlight reel of all his try savers. You know, I I think I can already come up with two for this season, and you know he he just does it so so often, and you know I think you know the commentators always mention it, um, and I I have to agree. You know, saving a try is probably even better than um, scoring a try because it's just such a momentum shifter. Yeah, he took the words right out of my mouth. There was two two last points I wanted to hear. One was the defense. Yeah. It, it's it's no surprise that in his time in the NRL, it's there's a very good case for him to be defensively the best fullback in the comp. Yeah, his positioning was always on point. You know, you never saw kick go in behind and go, oh, where's Roger? Roger was out of out of position there. That rarely happened. And like you said, when it was a one on one tackle that needed to be made. You know, there were times where he he would, you know, go in for the all-in play and miss it, but there was a lot more times where he wrapped that ball up ridiculously well and was able to save a try, like you said. So that's a good point. The last one I wanted to make, and again, you know, this last two years has really elevated him, you know, as a stature of a, of a leader and the man in the in the comp. But this year, he let an 18-year-old who just signed with the club take his number one jersey in his last season. I don't think you, you can make enough about that, you know. 
this is a guy who, again, I've got him 27th all-time in the NRL era. I've got him as um, the second best Kiwi in this era. You know, he's the club captain. He's his last season. And he, he let an 18-year-old take his jersey because he went up to the coach one training session and said, this kid's too good. Let him go number one. I don't know what you can say about that because there's a lot of, I can guarantee you, the list of players in the comp that will do that is less than five. You wouldn't be able to count on one hand. You would be able to count on one hand. Um, that's just the type of guy Roger was. Yeah, he's always team team first. Um, you know, it was. Yeah, yeah, he always put the team in front, in front, and um, yeah, I don't like I, I said at the beginning of the podcast. I don't think anyone could uh, really dislike Roger as a player. Uh, I think you know, I think he should be unanimous, unanimously uh, just celebrated across the NRL. Hundred percent. Well, look, we'll still be able to see him. It's one of those things, you know, he's not retiring, which is good. We're still going to see him play some rugby. And, you know, I'm not the biggest rugby fan, I assume you're not, but I'll, I'll tune in for Roger's first game just to see, you know, I'll see, the, I'll see the highlights and see how he goes. And, you know, if he does do a Benji Marshall, you know, do two seasons and don't really love it and then comes back and, you know, has given us two more years somewhere, I'll, I'm happy with that. You know, I think, you know, any team that, you know, doesn't have a fullback for the next couple of years, why not make a quick phone call to Roger and say, hey, you know, you know, what, what once... Once travels back and you know the, a team can play in New Zealand, I think then all of a sudden it brings Roger back into contention because this last two years, you know, he said he has said you know it's been hard on his family. He's been away from them, so I think if, if the Warriors can you know within eighteen months get fans back in Mount Smart and you know can have games at home, I, I don't think we've seen the last of Roger till last year in the NRL. I'll put it that way. I think there's still a swan song somewhere along the lines where we'll see Roger one more time and can add a couple more accolades to his career here. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we're we're talking about him like you know he he's you know forty years old or you know he, he's died or something. But um, you know, we know that he's going over there with the goal of you know an All Blacks jersey, the World Cup in twenty twenty three. But yeah, there's every chance that we could see him back, you know, in his in his when he's thirty and um, hopefully still still lighting it up for us. That's in the NRL. Well, well, look, no, we'll leave it there again. This was just a little bonus one. Just wanted to kind of, you know, speak speak to the man that, that has left the game, but also, yeah, kind of give a little sneak peek into the into the off-season program. So, Nom, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, mate. Always a pleasure. And thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.